Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, I'm Rabbi David Rosen, and this is Daily Daf Differently for Daf 57 of Masechet Shabbat. Today's Daf begins a new, tra- a new chapter of Tractate Shabbat. We're still discussing the issue of Hotza'ah, the prohibition against carrying object on Shabbat from a private domain to a public domain, or from a public domain into a private domain, or walking more than four amot with an object in a public domain. In English, we usually refer to all the forms of this prohibition as simply carrying. In Hebrew, there's also shorthand for carrying. Uh, it goes like this, uh, yotze ba. So the Mishnah will say, chamor yotze ba mardat, to indicate that a donkey may carry a saddle pad on its back from a private domain to a public domain, from a public domain to a private domain, and for more than a couple of yards within a public domain. Last chapter, we talked about animals in Hotza'a. This chapter switches from animals to humans and starts with items specific to women. The Mishnah reads, Bama isha yotzat uvama ina isha yotzat. With what may a woman go out on Shabbat, and with what may she not go out? We then get a list of specific items that a woman may not carry on Shabbat. A woman may not go out with woolen ribbons, with flaxen ribbons, or with straps around her head, and she should not immerse when dressed in these items unless she loosens them. She may know she may not go out with a forehead pendant or with head bangles that are not sewn on, or with a hairnet into the public domain. She may not go out with a tiara in the form of a golden city, with a necklace, with nose rings, with a ring without a seal, or with a needle without an eye. And if she does go out on Shabbat wearing any of these items, she is not liable for a sin offering. As you can probably tell, all of the items that the Mishnah lists are various kinds of jewelry worn by women. And the general principle here is that clothing and jewelry are not considered burdens that people carry but rather items they wear. And clothes and jewelry on your body on Shabbat do not violate the prohibition against Hotza'ah. However, some kinds of clothing and jewelry might fall off easily, or they're the kind of things you take off to show a friend. And in both cases, the rabbis worry that once these items are off your body, you may come to carry them in a way that violates Shabbat. For the purposes of Hotza'ah, an item counts as clothing or jewelry only if it's actually on your body, only if you're actually wearing it but not if you're picking it up and carrying it around. So the items in our Mishnah are ones that are actually all kosher from a biblical perspective. You can wear them on your body, and you won't violate Hotza'ah from the point of view of the Torah. But the sages prohibit going out with these items on as a kind of safeguard against the risk that you're going to take them off and carry them around on Shabbat in a way that does violate Hotza'ah. Someone who accidentally violates a biblical Sabbath law is obligated to bring a sin offering to the temple as part of the atonement process, and since these are all items forbidden only by the rabbis, the Mishnah says that someone who accidentally goes out wearing one of them is not obligated to bring a sacrifice, and that's the Mishnah's way of just saying that the prohibitions are rabbinic and not biblical. One of the most curious features of our Mishnah is the comment in the middle of the list that women who immerse in a mikvah with the first three items have to loosen them first. What does this have to do with Hotza'ah? In fact, that's the very first question that the Gemara asks. Tvila man says the Gemara. Who said anything about immersion? 
Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak explains in the name of, Ra- of Rabba Bar Avuha that the seemingly out-of-place line in our Mishnah is a matam. It's a what's-the-reason clause. What's the reason a woman may not go out with ribbons or straps on her hair? Because she may be on her way to, a, to the mikvah, where she will immerse herself. And while immersing, the halacha requires that n- there be nothing interposing between your body and the water. The water needs to touch every part of you when you submerge, so bandages or hunks of dirt or tight clothing have to be removed or loosened before you go into the water. You don't have to remove everything completely. Loose-fitting items that allow, uh, that allow the water to touch the skin can stay on since they're not a chatzitza, or something that prevents water from coming into contact with your body. The hairbands and hair straps mentioned in the Mishnah obviously do serve as a chatzitza, as they are typically worn, which is pressing against the hair and the head. If you think of a Native American headband, that kind of gives you a picture of what we might be talking about. So in order to immerse, these things need to be loosened, which is likely to lead women to simply take them off, and that's fine on weekdays, but on Shabbat, once these items are no longer being worn, the sages worry that they'll be carried around, and that's the reason the sages forbid wearing them. So the line about immersion in the Mishnah tells us that the straps and bands that women wore back then were typically worn tightly, and since they might get loosened on Shabbat and then carried around, the rabbis prohibit wearing them at all. The next items on our list are forehead pendants and head bangles, two types of jewelry that are suspended so they hang over parts of a woman's face. The Gemara spends a little time confirming what these items are and then cites a Tanaitic source that provides a bit more information. Tani Namihachi, a woman may go out with a hairnet of gold, with a forehead pendant, and with head bangles so long as they are fastened on. So there is a circumstance under which a woman may go out with a totefit, with a, a forehead pendant, or with the head bangles. They have to be tightened on. Now the Hebrew for tightened on is ambiguous, fastened on. It might mean that, if all the, that all the items must somehow be fastened on tightly to the woman herself, and if so, she can go out with them on Shabbat, or it might mean that the two latter items, the pendant and the bangles, have to be securely fastened to the first item, the hairnet. Most commentators read the text the second way, but for both readings, the upshot is once again that women should not go out with loosely fitting jewelry on Shabbat for fear that it might fall off, and then they'll pick it up and carry it around. If the jewelry is securely fastened on, it's okay to wear. There's a bit more discussion on our daf about hairnets, and as much as I'd like to get into that, we're nearly out of time, and I want to take the last few moments to say what a pleasure it's been to study these last seven dapim with you. May we be privileged to complete this tractate and to take its teachings about spirituality, ethics, and community into our hearts and to live them out in our everyday lives. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.